0: Are you ready?
1: I am ready.
0: Here we go. All right, everybody. Welcome to our brand new podcast. This is the first episode, and my name is Gabriel Nunez, and I'm sitting very close. Very close. To my husband, Benjamin Nunez, because we currently are working with one microphone and trying to make this sound the best possible. Yep,
1: yeah, I like the idea of being closer to you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But sh- don't tell anyone.
0: So in this first episode, we are going to be talking a little bit about how we got introduced to the subject of end times, and specifically the book of Revelation, what grabbed us, how old we were when we started learning about it and diving in, and how that affected the way uh, we made decisions and lived our lives. And also going to be just looking at the first few verses of the book. Let's start. Let's go. So I was 14 years old. Yeah, uh, this was circa two thousand and seven. I am now two thousand.
1: You're two thousand years old. Yeah, I'm not two thousand. Oh, wow. <laughs> um,
0: no, I am now twenty six. And um, anyway, so two thousand seven was the first time that I ever heard a teaching on the Book of Revelation, or really about anything related to end times. Which is kind of crazy because I did grow up in the church. Um, my parents were pastors. I mean, I'm pretty sure as soon as I could speak or repeat words after my parents, I said the sinner's prayer. And yeah, I was a Christian my whole life. And uh, the fact that I had never heard any message on the end times till I was 14, I guess, isn't super unusual but needless to say when I first heard it my response was I don't know pretty fearful uh who you know was this antichrist figure who was going to be coming on the stage what were all these crazy events that were going to take place you know there's persecution and then we're talking about rapture all this stuff so I was my interest was peaked for sure and uh it kind of sent me on a journey as a 14-year-old to want to discover more for myself.
1: Now you're 26 and you still want it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you... basically um, from there, um, I mean, I'm going to make this real short, but from there I, you know, started studying the Bible on my own. Um, something we'll mention a little bit later is started reading the book of Revelation once a week and that really helped
1: yeah so you're 26 you're still running hard to the point that you've been having this idea of starting this podcast this is totally Gabe's idea you've had it for more than a year now I've been hearing you here and there to to do this podcast
0: yeah it took me long enough
1: yeah but my point is you're still passionate about this you know that you're in the beginning of the beginning of getting this even though you've been starting this for more than a decade And for me, it was, I heard of the end times when I was seven or eight, and I remember it was a horrible scene. I was watching this movie from the 70s, or I don't even know where it was made, uh, called Like a Thief in the Night, I think. And it's a horrible scene where there's like people being taken to the guillotine to be decapitated (laughs) because they were left behind. because. They were like apparently bad Christians, lukewarm, that were left behind the rapture. And now they were facing the Antichrist and just their heads rolling in the plaza and blood. And I was horrified to the point that when I was, I think when I was from when I was eight years old till I was 12. Almost every night I will pray, Lord, if you come tonight, take me with you, horrified of the night. Like... The Second Coming of Christ was a horror movie for me. So, not for real, it's terrible, like oppressive. So, later on, when I was 17, I heard for the first time, 17 to 18, this message, and I started reading it myself again, but with the most traditional, which is going to be a surprise for many who are listening, the most traditional view of the end times is that the church has been prepared. To be a victorious church through the tribulation—that's what the saints have been believing for more than two thousand years. Uh, so I heard that, and then I started reading it for myself, and I realized that this was going to be my life obsession. And this, um, the return of Jesus, getting ready and getting and getting other people ready for his coming, and instead of now being afraid of it even though it's pretty intense and the more we study it like yesterday we we're just talking about some things that the book of Zechariah has to say about the end and how wickedness is going to arise again to another level it it should like make you I don't know sober. sober yeah but I'm not afraid I'm I see the challenge and I I run closer to the Lord And so that's my story. I've been studying since I was 17 years old, so that's almost 16 years ago.
0: Because you're so much older than me. I'm
1: 33.
0: Yeah. But really that is one of the main motivations for this podcast is we want to help uh, bring you on that journey of going from what is kind of a traditional response to studying the end times, either confusion or fearfulness related to the subject, to actually discovering that it is the church's greatest and finest hour, and actually it's our greatest hope um, as believers. We know that when uh, things are shaking, and Luke 21 talks about men's hearts failing them from fear because of the events taking place on the earth, We know that we, as believers, get to look up because our redemption is drawing near everything that we long for, um, and more specifically, the person, Jesus, that we long for will be coming back, and that is our most exciting hour. Yeah. So anyways, um, that's one of the main motivations behind this podcast, and I'll just say that uh, I've I've mentioned this many, many times throughout the years, but because I discovered um, the end times as a 14 year old, I gave a lot of my teenage years to studying it, Um, you know, fasting, praying, reading the word, getting as much as I could of it. And I always say that um, studying the end times was the mercy of God for my teenage years because I really didn't do a lot of the things that other teenagers were doing and um, to me it really answered a lot of kind of the existential questions that you're asking as a teenager and you just ask differently uh, throughout your life. I think we're always asking that same question of why am I alive? It just looks different when you're in your 20s and your 30s, 40s, 50s, and as I'm sure I'll discover. But, um, I think studying the end times, studying the return of Jesus again as our greatest hope really makes sense of life. It makes sense of uh, the decisions we make today. Uh, It helps us live with a sense of urgency, which really, at the end of the day, uh, helps you, um, yeah, just approve the things that are excellent to you Some. Paul verbiage.
1: Yeah,
0: we want to uh, live in a way that the Lord calls excellent, and that's pleasing to Him. And the best way to do that for me has been uh, living with a knowledge that Jesus is coming back, and He's coming back soon. He's not coming back at any moment, so um, you don't have to live with that yeah. fear of like, oh, He could be coming tonight. You better prepare. Dun, dun, yeah, dun.
1: like a thief in the night when Paul says he's not going to come as a thief in the night when you're sons of the light.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but definitely living with the knowledge that he is coming and he is coming quickly and obeying the commands of Jesus to be watchful uh, really affects how we live today. And so totally. that is one of the main motivations of this podcast. We're super excited to be just going through. Um, the content, probably specifically the book of Revelation to start. But our goal throughout this is to change it up a little bit too. So you'll just hear us talk about life things, kind of always with this perspective of the end times um, in it. But we want to talk about day-to-day life too, marriage, um, missions. We're both uh, full-time missionaries right now and um just yeah different ways that this has affected our lives how to study the word how to pray different things so you'll hear a variety of topics and content throughout uh, from us throughout this podcast but for today i just wanted to look at the first three verses of the book of revelation
1: i just want to add something else um in our hearts is to give you practical tools but also give some of the prophetic perspective that we see and and things that we see in the bible right now and that we see in society happening which involves a lot of about women women arising the enemy has a narrative for women arising and he's in hatred and it's in like and, and you know wrath and being loud and aggressive and accusatory and all of that stuff and there's good and bad in that but, um, but the Lord has an agenda for women right now and I think it's very important so that's just one of the things that we see right now unfolding and we see conflicts in the Middle East but also the relationship with America and how America responding to Israel and how God is buying us time and you know, so we want to comment also, like give some interpretation of what's going on right now, because the Book of Revelation, the 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 prophetic scriptures, if they don't translate to society, is just for a classroom, and we don't want to talk about theological stuff only. We want to be very practical and try to see the prophetic side of things, how they apply today to what God is doing and how we can respond. So I just wanted to add to that. It has a prophetic edge. We're asking the Lord to give us the spirit of prophecy too on that. Totally. So you were going to read up Revelation, right?
0: Yeah. I'm going to just open up with the first three verses of Revelation, and then we're going to wrap up with this for our first episode. But something that is striking about the book of Revelation really are the first five words of the book. And it opens reading, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants things which must shortly take place. So the first five words of this book is the revelation of Jesus Christ. And I don't think you can overemphasize just the importance of those five words. This is the revelation of the man that we love. This is a description of who Jesus is in his glorified, resurrected body. I mean, we have the gospels that give us roughly 89 chapters or so of his life and ministry on the earth for 33 years which are glorious but the incredible thing is uh, we see that god was the one who gave jesus
1: god the father
0: god the father uh, gives jesus this revelation to show to his servant. so i love we'll probably look at this in in uh, one of the upcoming episodes A title of Jesus in the first chapter of Revelation is that he's the faithful witness, that he was a faithful witness to the Father. Um, Jesus says that he always did the things that he saw his Father doing. He came to show us, to show the world who the Father is. And we know that as we behold the face of Christ, we are beholding uh, the image of God. So Jesus was a faithful witness to the Father, and the beautiful thing is, is Uh, this book, the book of Revelation, is the father's declaration of who Jesus is. It's the full revelation of the glory of his son. Uh, More specifically, it's, it's, uh, the revealing of the man behind this grand plan to transition the earth into the age to come. And we know Jesus, yes, he came, uh, in humility. He came, uh, you know, a lot of people see him as, uh, this lamb who came for his first coming, which is true. And we actually see descriptions of Jesus as a lamb in Revelation four and five, but Jesus is a King and, uh, he is the son of David. He is coming to reign on the earth and to set up a literal and physical kingdom here on the earth and this the book of revelation really is the master plan behind that transition it's god saying okay this is the man behind you know this grand plan of, of setting up his kingdom and so we see it's it's an epic battle so to speak the whole book of revelation unfolds that but really what this is is the revealing of who jesus is his glory his zeal to be with his people um, his passion for israel his passion uh, to return to the earth uh, the removal of everything that would hinder us from having full and perfect communion with God. We see at the end of the book, uh, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven and the father coming to the earth. All of this is about us ending up in perfect fellowship, dwelling with God here on the earth. And the fact that God the father is revealing just the glory of his son and the glory of this this plan we can't get enough of that
1: yeah i love the part that is the father's gospel about jesus and just think about this how how endearing is this revelation for the father to the point that he gives rewards for those who even listen and read it and um i love there's just a few chapters in the whole bible that Tells us a little bit of the relationship that the Father and the Son had before creation. One of those is Job 38, when the angels and the stars were shouting of joy because of God. And then you have Proverbs 8, when it talks about how the Father was delighting in Jesus, which is wisdom, before they were even creating the angels or the sons of man. And then you have um, another one, is Psalm 45, when the book of Hebrews tells us that he's actually a psalm that the father is declaring something about the son he's saying you're the you're the most beautiful man on the earth so all of that to say there's just few chapters in the bible that tells us how dear jesus is to the father and how perfect communion they had so the bible ends with this book is endorsed by the father giving us his dearest revelation about jesus saying you need this as the church because it's gonna get so intense, it's gonna the name of Jesus is gonna be trampled and it's gonna be try to be uh, destroyed and take it down in the nations. You need this revelation. You need to know how dear this this is to me, and it's gonna sustain you, and it's gonna help you to be powerful throughout the, the unfolding of these things as I'm bringing my kingdom. This is wisdom. So. Book of Revelation is beyond just a book is the completion of the whole gospel and he has references and the completion of all the books of the Bible. so but I just love that how dear it is to the Father that he's saying, Matthew, Luke, Mark, John had their own version of Jesus, I'm giving you my version of Jesus and you better keep it and I'm going to reward you if you just keep it and read it and listen to it. So I love that part in verse one.
0: Yeah. And, uh, I like to imagine too, I will see later on that, uh, the apostle John is receiving this book as he's on the Island of Patmos. He's exiled there for his faith. And I just think of John, the disciple, he's called John, the beloved. He was the disciple that leaned on Jesus's breast, meaning he had intimacy with, with Jesus. He, loved him and he was loved by jesus meaning he knew him he knew who he was and for john to be receiving this revelation of jesus christ this was far beyond even the revelation that john the disciple had when he walked with jesus on the earth so i just love having that in the back of my mind when i read through this but as you were saying benji in verse three there is a blessing not only to read this book but also those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep the things which are written in it. What do you you think
1: those three things mean for you?
0: For me? Well, I think it's, uh, there's a process here. So you, it's one thing to read it. I love it. Which is beautiful because, I mean, blessed is he who reads. We know there's blessings associated even with the Beatitudes in Matthew 5. Blessed is The poor, blessed is those, the meek, those who hunger and thirst. There's a blessing associated simply by reading this book. So to start, one, that's incredible.
1: So in the area of new information, get the information, get the information. Even if you don't feel it, even if you don't understand it, there's a blessing by just getting the information down in your brain. Yeah. Super practical.
0: And if we're thinking about just how this letter would have been delivered to uh we see that John writes this and sends it to seven churches in Asia minor, and they literally would have read this book or this letter out loud. So I think that's cool too, to know that there's a blessing for even the reading out loud of this book. But secondly, you can read it, but there's, uh, take it a step further. Blessed are those who have ears to hear the words of this prophecy and we'll, see that repeated a few times in this book and and jesus said that many times even when uh during his ministry on earth blessed are you who have ears to hear that you wouldn't just hear physically someone talking but that you would actually have understanding that there would be some sort of revelation or or living word touching your heart as you read this book so it's past just your mind
1: actually he said it eight times in the gospel Eight times in the book of Revelation, or like, blessed, uh, like, whoever has ears to hear, let it hear, related to Revelation. So, yeah, so then, so what you're saying, number one, read it, get the information. Number two, understand it, is is the area of Revelation, asking the Holy Spirit. So you need Holy Spirit for number two.
0: Yeah. And then lastly, the keep, I think... Uh, Keeping the the things that are written in this is, how does this apply to your day-to-day? How does it affect you today? And we talked about that a little bit a minute ago. Um, something I love about studying end times or eschatology is the fact that it actually r- is very pastoral in its nature, meaning, again, it affects the way that we live today. So by keeping the things written in this book, I think a, a way that we keep it is uh, by having it affect the decisions we make today affecting um, our prayer life affecting the way we spend our time our money are we loving God with all of our heart soul mind and strength are we loving other people with our hearts all our heart soul mind and strength those are the first and second great commandments because really that's going to be the evaluation of our life when we stand before the Lord and so keeping the words of this prophecy is really how what are you going to do with the living understanding that you get from this book. So it is very practical. It's very pastoral. Um, It really touches our day-to-day living, which is awesome because a lot of people think, oh, the book of Revelation, that's just meant for the end, that's sometime in the future, but really it's about today as well.
1: Yeah, so we want to leave this episode, which is our first episode, episode, with a practical challenge that we got when you were fourteen. No, it was two thousand eight. Yeah, I don't know how old I was, but probably like old. Yeah, twenty-two, maybe. And Mike Bickle gave us this uh, challenge, which is read the book of Revelation once a week, fast once a week, and then do it for three years, and then evaluate your understanding and your hunger. We did it. Yeah, I would say I did it at least eighty to ninety percent, and it it worked. Um, it's it's so helpful. It's so is real, and you know the three. We're talking about three levels, right? The the Book of Revelation one three. Read it, hear it, or understand it, and feel it, and all of that stuff, and then number three, apply it. I think. Without trying to be harsh with the church, just what we see in reality, we travel many parts of the world. We love the church. We are the church. But I see that there's a revival. It's a big lack. And then also at the same time, a great revival and invitation in the body of Christ right now for number one. Get the information. Read it. Read it. Read it. Read it. Just get it in your brain. That's called uh, Love the Lord. With your strength, that's loving the Lord with your strength. It's your time. Your what are you putting in your mind? You know, and um, it worked. I remember probably we didn't know each other, but we were in that altar call. One thing, two thousand eight, the most epic one thing ever, right? Yeah. And when the Lord called five thousand forerunners, five five thousand people that will say yes, no matter what, we will go for this. And that was on, more than a decade ago and it worked. It kept us ups and downs. Myself did many, many mistakes, but I still love the Lord even more than before. And that book kept me going all the time.
0: Yeah. Uh, So that's a practical challenge for you. Read the book of Revelation one time a week. I guarantee you, you're going to have way more questions than answers in the beginning, but give it some time. Give it honestly even a couple years and see how things start to make sense and click and you'll notice themes even in other parts of the bible as well so anyways this is our first episode thank you for joining us and i'm really excited
1: you sound super formal
0: (laughs) this is my official wrap-up
1: okay okay okay
0: i am very excited though for coming episodes and for diving into this deeper
1: yeah help us sharing this uh, podcast with other friends that you think uh, is going to be helpful for them the main point of this podcast i heard from from you today is to inspire people real people not full-time only not just pastors not we love them uh but everyone all the body of christ that that wants to listen that has some kind of hunger to inspire that everyone can get a hold of this understand it and then go for it go for it so yes help us sharing this episode and we'll see you next time right yeah are you you gonna invite me
0: i'll have you back okay As my guest okay that's good till next time guys